0: where I'm tired and Megan's tired, but we're both tired for different reasons.
1: That's right. Maria, why are you tired?
0: I'm tired because I'm severely jet-lagged here in Japan, beautiful Kyoto, Japan. Megan, why are you tired?
1: I'm tired because like a mundane human being, I had to wake up in my own bed at 7.45 this morning.
0: Oh, 7.45 there equals 10 something or 9.45, 945 p.m. here.
1: there. Oh my! You, I'm ugh. tired.
0: Do you know it's the few fu- I'm in the future.
1: You are in the future.
0: I've I could tell you what's going to happen in the future, Megan, but I don't want to taint the
1: timeline. Ugh! I don't know if I want to know.
0: Yeah, some of it's like I'm gonna just give you a little tiny spoiler. Uh, okay. Let Let me just put uh, a few words out there: robot overlords. That's all I'm going to say. I don't want to spoil anything, but just...
1: I feel like in terms of words that you could have chosen to say, those are some pretty loaded ones.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, I, I I feel like I didn't say what happened with the robot overlords. I didn't say who won. I didn't say how many millions no. slash billions died in the robot wars, which are impending. I didn't talk about the goo falling from the sky or the rats rising up from the sewer to once again claim their rightful spot on at the right side of the robo gods i didn't say any of that
1: wow and for a second i thought you know if like i was going to write the way that this battle fell out it would be that the humans and the robots spent forever fighting yeah not that long really depending on how overpowered we were um by their technological advances and then the rats rose up and beat the robots who had already beaten us
0: yeah yeah that's funny that you would say that because that's what I also thought would happen, but, um, yeah. it did, did not. I
1: mean, that's really surprising to me. I mean, why would you want to be the right hand of the robot overlords if you could just be the rat overlords?
0: Great question. That might be their long game. I could tell you tomorrow yeah. because All right. <laughs> there's still a fiery blood war happening outside my window right now. That's coming wow. your way.
1: Wow. All right. I mean, We'll a yeah. lot to look forward to. I guess I'm really going to live it up today.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that would be my advice.
1: I'm just going <laughs> to skip that doctor's appointment that I have. That seems pretty useless.
0: No, get, take a few roller coasters out for a spin is really,
1: really what oh I would Oh my gosh. Say. If I were going to live, like, live it up, roller coasters are, like, the <laughs> last thing on my list.
0: <laughs> What's the first thing?
1: Oh, that's a really good question. Um, okay, what are the limitations on what I can and cannot do? You
0: can do anything that's, uh like, humanly possible to do.
1: Do I have financial limitations, or we're assuming that this is one of those, like, you've only got 24 hours, so I I spend money as though it's no object. Correct,
0: because no credit card company is going to be calling you to, to pay your bill.
1: Oh, snap. Yeah. Wow, I'm going to have to think about this.
0: Is it is one of your answers drawing all the cards with what did you say vis, vizier vizier of the zero of the anointed Yes,
1: yes it is <laughs> okay, I guess okay. like the mundane answer is that I probably like go to Texas and see my family but yeah
0: yeah but on the way in the in the jet plane, you're drawing all yeah, the cards.
1: Exactly, I'm drafting I'm drafting and drawing all the cards embalming things with the zero of the anointed in play.
0: Speaking of uh, drawing all the cards, uh, we are a magic podcast.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yes we are. (laughs) We're a Magic the Gathering podcast called Magic the Amateuring. I'm one of your hosts, Megan. And I'm one of your hosts, Maria. And the reason I'm
0: in Japan is that the Pro Tour is coming up here uh, in just a few days in uh, lovely Kyoto, Japan. And uh, we're getting ready for it. It's going to be the throwdown of the century, or not, but yeah. it's probably going to be pretty cool. Um, and, you know, I'm going to fight alone against the robot lords. But uh, besides yeah. all of that...
1: <laughs> and the rats. Don't forget the rats. Oh, yes.
0: Yes. And the rats. <laughs> uh, besides all that, we're going to talk to you about magic today. Don't worry about tomorrow. <laughs> Enjoy today, including this podcast.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: We're going to talk to you about, uh, speaking of the Pro Tour, the Pro Tour, like what you can expect coming up. Uh, We've got some predictions of what decks you might see in standard coming at you. There's been some sweet stuff on, um, people have been winning um, PPTQs on Moto. Oh man, these decks are cool. So I'm pretty excited uh, what we've got coming down the pike for that. And uh, we just had a great big Grand Prix weekend here in Kyoto and in Toronto, limited Uh, Sealed and draft, so we're gonna do a kind of a recap of that, which is uh, gonna be pretty sweet. And uh, we got, yeah, we're gonna talk
1: some sweet news from SDCC, the San Diego Comic Con. Uh, We got a lot of news about Unstable. Yes, I'm so excited. What we saw uh, really,
0: really got my gears grinding, which is usually a negative thing, but in this case, they're properly lubricated, so like it's fine.
1: Wait, I think that if your gears are properly oiled, then they don't grind. Oh, yeah, that's accurate. That is so, accurate. So, like, maybe your gears were grinding, and this oiled them.
0: Yeah, now my gears are oiled up and ready to go.
1: Exactly. <laughs> that, like, that's where the phrase, man, that really oils my gears, baby, comes from.
0: <laughs> oh, man. I hope I never hear that in real life.
1: <laughs> I would be upset if I did.
0: But before we talk about any of this awesome stuff, we're going to thank some people. First and foremost, you. Yes, you. Who's got this coming into their ear uh, ear megaphones at this moment. Thank you.
1: Yes. Thank you for listening. Uh, and especially if you're supporting us on Patreon, patreon.com mtacast. Thank you so much uh, for for keeping the podcast alive and well. Uh, it truly would not be possible without you.
0: If you want to become a member of our show, just go to patreon.com mtacast and choose from the reward level that works best for you. It's like NPR, but honestly, with sweeter rewards, sweeter rewards, uh, and you get to join yeah. our lovely Patreon and Discord chat family. So head on over there today and uh, just make, I mean, make our day. How many tote
1: bags do you need? Uh,
0: exactly.
1: Exactly. But how many magnetic poetry sets do you need?
0: I definitely need an MTA one. That's for sure. Yes. Cause where else am I get a magnet that says Steve and Steve on it?
1: That's right. Or uh, let's see, what's uh, what is it? S- Welsh sloth scandal? Oh
0: yeah, the Welsh sloth scandal. <laughs> yeah. You can too can be in on all the our inside jokes. <laughs> And a big thank you, of course, to cardkingdom.com slash mtacast. Please use our affiliate link if you're heading over there to buy any singles. After the Pro Tour, you see some sweet decks that you want to bring perhaps to your local PPTQ, to your FNM, uh, to your kitchen table. They're definitely the best place to buy Magic cards. We mentioned on the show last week, <laughs> Megan uh, talked about it. how I had ordered cards way too late for a modern PPTQ that I was going to play that weekend. And guess yeah. what? They got there in time. I was literally shocked. Not literally.
1: Figuratively. I was figuratively shocked. (laughs) They literally arrived and zapped you. Yeah. Aren't you surprised?
0: I mean, I did open my metal mailbox in a lightning storm, so I should have done that. That was dangerous. That's
1: how you got the superpowers that you need to fight the robot overlords. Good point. Good
0: point. you're
1: you're a lightning mailbox woman.
0: (laughs) What a a crappy way to get superpowers. I guess I can't complain. I can now shoot bolts out of my toes. Uh, But yeah, Yeah. carkingdom.com slash mtacast. Go over there. Uh, They're our recommendation, uh, and they're just great people. Anyway, we got a lot to talk about, so let's start the show. Wait, we didn't already? Oh, okay. Let's start. Yeah. Keep it going. (laughs) Devastation Limited talk.
1: That's right, man. There were a lot of GPS this weekend.
0: Yeah, there By were. Which two. I mean, two. <laughs> That's more than one. Uh, it more certainly than one. is. And uh, they were in Kyoto, here in Japan, and Toronto, up there in the land we call Canada. And uh, we were doing some seal deck and draft. And if you've got local PPTQs coming up, or if you just like to go to draft night at your LGS or whatever, these are good tips that you can take along with you to kind of rise above the rest when it comes to playing Hour of Devastation Limited. So yeah. Megan, you mentioned watching uh, some of the yeah. Kyoto uh, coverage. Yes, and I
1: did. I did.
0: What did you, what was kind of some takeaways for you? Because this is the first time we've seen Do Hour you know of what? Devastation really on a big stage.
1: Do you know what I really noticed, Um, especially towards the end of the day? Like, there was a lot of Grixis running around. Um, And not only was there, like, there was a lot of Grixis, but there was a lot of three-color in general. Like, I don't know that I saw many. I think I definitely saw more players playing three or even four colors than I saw playing two.
0: Oh, absolutely. It It was everywhere. Did you see that insane deck? I can't remember who was playing it. But uh, Overwhelming Splendor was a card that got cast in it. And it was definitely not only white, it was also blue, it was also green, and it was also red.
1: What? I did not. I did not see that. Oh, I mean, man. I think. Um... I want to say Martin Yuzo was playing, like, a five-color deck, and I did see that, Yeah, but I didn't see Overwhelming Splendor.
0: Oh, that was an insane game. Um, it wasn't shown on camera. I think the second game was shown on camera or something like that. It was between Huey and this other person who had that insane deck, um, and Huey had a, a deck that was playing God Pharaoh's Gift and Ooh. was just recurring stuff from the graveyard and smashing face, but his opponent had overwhelming splendors, thus shrinking his four fours that were coming back down into one ones. And he had a creature enchanted with um, compulsory rest. And what I believe happened is that uh, his opponent didn't realize that he was going to be able to sack that creature at the end of the turn and then bring it back with overwhelming splendor. I mean, with God Pharaoh's gift and then attack for the one point of lethal damage that he needed to win. It was, oh, it was an epic game. But I mean, like, takeaway wow. is you can play multiple colors like almond cat was super fast and I don't think of yeah. devastation uh, it can be fast but it doesn't have to be
1: yeah and I think you know we've just talked about people playing I mean like lots of seven and even eight mana cards yes. <laughs> hitting the table quite a bit
0: yeah I <laughs> that was kind of like the store one of the overarching stories for me was that you can play that stuff now like uh, you don't have to be worried I mean, you have to be a yeah. little worried, but not, like, insanely worried.
1: As long, um, I mean, like, as long as you've got a good curve and other stuff to do, it's going to be all right.
0: And that uh, Oasis nat- Naturalist, is it the 2-4 that taps?
1: Um, oh, yeah. For, for one, one or, th- or exerts for two? Yeah. Whew. That card I
0: got, I saw was the target of so many kill spells, not because it's going to attack for any kind of damage, but because it's going to allow whoever is casting it to cast their frickin' Sifter Worm uh, two turns early or whatever.
1: (laughs) Yeah, everyone needs a turn five Sifter Worm, you know?
0: Oh, man, Sifter Worm, just OP, just OP.
1: Good card. I'm going to
0: tell you a sweet story um, that I saw happen. So um, the victor, by the way, of uh, Grand Prix Kyoto was William Jensen, a.k.a. Huey. Um, which is a back-to-back victory for him because his team Peach Garden Oath just recently won a team GP, which is, like, crazy. Um, And the winner of uh, Toronto was Robert Anderson, who's actually uh, from Canada, so that's kind of cool. But I saw Huey uh, win with – he drafted a green-black deck, and I sat down next to him. I was doing life totals, and I was like, how's your deck? And he was like, average. (laughs) Just kind of, like, unexciting or whatever. But – yeah. Uh, his play the whole weekend impressed me to no end. And this one play I want to talk about in particular uh, was really cool. So he was playing against a locust god. And um, he was playing green-black, as I mentioned. And he's kind of sitting there like, what am I going to do about this locust god? Yeah. How on earth do I kill it? I don't have any outright way in my hand to kill it. What?" And I could see somehow an idea come to him. He had a ruin rat, which he uh, was able to play. And he also, ha- he also drew Destin to lead. So what he did yeah. was have his Ruin Lad get Destin to lead. The Locust got has to block it. When it goes to the graveyard, Ruin Rat exiles it. <laughs> it was uh, just... Nice. It was pretty badass. And he um, was also playing against John Finkel, who made the top eight, for the first time in a century, Megan. A century. Wow. A uh, century? Because, like he he's made some team GP top eights uh this century which is a really weird thing to say but and he's uh, made
1: some pro tour top eights this century
0: <laughs> yes yes he has but no individual uh, GP until uh this weekend so that was that was kind of neat to see him back kind of at the top again um but he was playing Huey in I believe the semifinals yeah the semifinals and Huey made, was making like a bazillion uh, insects with his nest of scarabs and his archfiend uh-huh. of Ifnir. Oh, man.
1: Oh, wow. It that sounds like so a sick. sick combo.
0: But uh, another all that brings me to another all-star of the weekend, which was the River Hoopoo.
1: Oh, River Hoopoo. I saw someone lose to a River Hoopoo.
0: Like, literally, that is the card they're losing to. It's a 1-3. Yeah. But, like, if you let it live... You, like, they just
1: draw so many cards and gain so much life, and that's all that happens.
0: You just can't beat it. <laughs> I saw it happen. That yep. was also a semifinal game. The the Finkel-Huey um, game, and, and Huey just declined to kill the Hoopoo when he did have actually a chance to kill it and killed something else instead. And the Hoopoo came back and single-handedly turned the game around <laughs> for Finkel. <laughs> Don't that be a
1: lesson to everyone. You don't mess around with the river hoopoo.
0: Oh no, you don't mess around with that deep.
1: That bird means serious business.
0: It lives by a blood river, okay? Oh Just
1: gosh. Saying. It really it really does.
0: Okay, I've got by... <laughs> I've got two more quick sweet stories of things that I witnessed that you might want to try out uh if you want back at home. Um number 1 is we did try to draft the Frank Sanity deck, and we talked about it last episode, and we got to watch yeah. it in action legitimately win a round of magic, and that was in the hands of Brock Parker, who had not one, but two copies of Frank Sanity in his deck. We got
1: to watch it win a round of magic.
0: <laughs> was it good? I don't know. <laughs> At the time, he was 8-3 and three or something like that, so... Uh, he was already out, but um, it was kind of cool to see the deck actually go off. And uh, thing number two was something I hadn't even realized you could do. And we all know the card, or maybe we should, or maybe we shouldn't, Leave to Chance, which is the red-white aftermath card.
1: Oh, uh, I was about to talk about this. Oh, We were, were you? talking about weird things that had happened because I didn't see it on the list. Um, yeah, the one where it's like the red half, uh, the red half you can return any number of, Permanence to your hand. Yeah. Oh, that's the white half, right? The, the yeah. White so yeah. Le- so leave is the white half where you um, return any number of permanence to your hand. Uh, you that you own to your hand for one in a white instant, and then chance is the aftermath half. Discard any number of cards, then draw that many cards. Yeah. So this is like the, and then you have a like you know the cards that get pumped by discard. So the idea being that you return just. You know, you have, like, the, the unblockable yeah. one, you know, the 1-3 that gets plus 1, plus 0. Oh, yeah, cutting and survivor. Un- and can't be blocked. Or this shadow mate, or, like, the what is it? The shadow, Vizier, Born the- Vizier.
0: shadow Storm Vizier.
1: Shadow Storm Vizier. Yeah, so you, uh, this is, like, already a four-color deck. Because <laughs> we're talking about these cards, but you have those in play and they get pumped by this. And, you know, they're more difficult to block. So you just, like, get 10 triggers on each of those and 20-somebody.
0: I just, did you, did you watch this happen?
1: Um, no, but I saw a screenshot of it. Oh my God.
0: It was incredible. And immediately after, um, BDM was like, this is all I'm living for is making this happen in my own (laughs) life. And sure enough, He, he made it happen. That's where I saw the screenshot. Yep. Sure enough, the next day, there it was. Yep. Oh, this is like so sweet. I love when people, because leave to chance of a card, we're like, this card is so stupid. Why would you ever play this card? And then you're like, oh, wait, somebody figured out a really cool way to abuse it.
1: I can't believe that this didn't make the list of our worst cards. You know what? Our worst rares.
0: I don't know how it did it either.
1: Like, how did this not make it? I don't remember even seeing this card. Is it a rare though? It is a rare. Oh man! At least we- that's what it says on Scryfall.
0: We missed the boat on that one. That should definitely have been one top ten. It really work.
1: should have been. Here's your rare, one in a white. Return any number of per- number of permanents to your hand. Great. Maybe it
0: was because we somehow deep down knew that it would be awesome with just a few <laughs> yeah, the, very corner case car.
1: That as long as you're playing at least blue, and probably blue black as well as white red, it's gonna be sweet. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know, just watching all this limited this weekend made me really want to play some more, um, because our Devastation, like, I think is a really sweet limited set. It's good yeah. for draft, because like we have just been talking about, you can do all these super sweet things. You have time to do it. Aggro strategies are still viable. I saw people get aggroed out. Uh, you can, I don't know, it just, seems, it just seems like a pretty good format overall. Is that how you've been experiencing it?
1: I've had a really good time playing it so far. Um, so I play, I've play. i been playing some Sealed the last couple of days. Um, I got, you know, I was so, Maria knows this, but I was in very rural Colorado for uh, a week, uh, which was great, but it also meant that I could not play Magic for a week, so I got back and immediately was like, how many different formats and how many different games can I jam Yep. right now? Yeah. Um, so I've been playing Sealed, and then also Standard. Um, anyways, so like... What I've noticed is that, like my most recent deck, I opened and I don't remember what my rares were, but they were like largely unplayable. Um, yeah. And so I ended up with this blue white deck, that's very much. It was very much about like uh, embalm and eternalize synergies, and like it just isn't enough to have just a synergistic deck. Um, you,
0: you need power.
1: Yeah, you need some amount of power because uh like I got there was one game where my opponent had crested Sunmare, Archfiend Ooh. of Ipnir, and Overwhelming Splendor. Okay. And I had I was playing two countervailing winds in my deck, which I'm much higher on cards like that now, actually. Yeah. I think. Like that like Supreme Will, Countervailing Winds, um Essence Scatter even. Yeah, you have time, uh, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like you have time to play that stuff, but like against that deck it's just like I can't I would be able to deal with two and then the third one would always get me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the third one. The third whatever huge enormous fat spell. Yeah, they the have. third
1: mythic that they played would always get me. Yeah. Um and so like my even though I was like drawing a bunch of cards and like had a lot of flyers and evasion, it just like wasn't enough.
0: So are you gonna be playing in uh, sealed PPTQ
1: this weekend? Um, you know what? I don't know off the top of my head. Okay. No, there won't be anything this weekend because it's the PT, right? Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's- but there is some coming up. Uh, mostly I'm trying to decide if I should play um another standard GP or if I should try to play a limited GP. So.
0: Yeah. I which- yeah.
1: I don't know yet. I don't know. Everybody
0: send in your votes uh, to which event Megan should play.
1: <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, do you know what I'm noticing right now? Sorry, this is just like a small thing. So I was looking up Leaf to Chance yeah. um, on Skyfall. And there's like a little rotate button underneath the card image so that you can <laughs> rotate the card and read the aftermath side without having to, you know, like look at it sideways.
0: Everyone, Scryfall.com is the real deal. Go there for searching your magic cards if you haven't been there yet. It's so wonderful.
1: It's such it's so delightful. Um, and this, yeah, we rotate. We like it. Boop. We know the pe- we know the people who make it.
0: Yeah, and they made us uh every by the way, every time a cutest card is crowned, it is updated in Scryfall. There is search criteria to find our cutest card. That's right. That. <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway, so yeah, um, our devastation, congrats to uh, whoever made this set happen because I am, as McDonald's would say, loving it. Why? I think I have it on the mind because I had McDonald's for dinner tonight because I was just about losing my damn mind
1: <laughs>
0: eating nothing but fish. Pro Tour Preview It's time Let's... to
1: talk about the PT. That's right, everybody. This weekend, you can tune in to twitch.tv slash magic and watch all of the sick Pro Tour coverage that's going to be coming your way all the way from Japan. That's right.
0: Uh, We're going to have the best players in the universe. In the actual universe, sitting down to battle it
1: out. Maria, we do not know how good the magic players on other inhabitable worlds are. I mean...
0: (laughs) I'm just making a guess. I uh, Perhaps they know, perhaps they've heard about magic and they're all secretly, like, playing it. And yes. Gonna, when they invade, they're going to just throw down.
1: Yeah. Or, like, uh, I was thinking, like, maybe they have a magic equivalent. Mm-hmm. And so it's not that they're playing the exact same game right now, but if they were to pick up magic, like... They would be very good at it. Potentially. That's
0: a good point. They probably have some yeah. kind of variant yeah. if their life is based exactly. in any way off of the you know, the same building blocks that our life is. They've yes, exactly.
1: Eventually you hit a point in the evolution of your species where you develop magic or an equivalent <laughs> game. <laughs> That's exactly
0: right. All right, I, yeah. I re- recall my statement. The best Magic players in the world have gathered there here we go. in Kyoto, Japan, to compete for the title of Pro Tour champion. The last pro tour of the season, which means a lot of big races are actually on the line. Everything comes down to this, which is a really dramatic phrase, but it's actually true. Everything
1: comes down to this.
0: (laughs) We're going to see how the pros are approaching the draft format even more intimately than we saw at Kyoto. Intimately, yes, I use that word. And uh, perhaps even more excitingly, we're going to see how the standard environment has evolved since uh, we had Marvel Band, since we got brand new Hour of Devastation cards. Uh, mm-hmm. It's going to mm-hmm. be pretty awesome. So It's going to be great. Let's uh, just talk briefly um, about uh, what is kind of on the line, like we mentioned, for some people with this Pro Tour, because Pro Tours can be kind of confusing <laughs> if you are a newer Magic player, or even if you're not all that new. Um, but there is... Four big ones in a season, and this one's the end of the line, which is the last chance uh, to get these points to qualify for bigger tournaments like the World Championship.
1: Like the (laughs) only bigger tournament, the World Championship.
0: (laughs) And there's a bunch of slots that you can qualify for a bunch of different ways, and one of them is by winning a pro tour. So we've already got three Mm -hmm. people uh, uh, slated for that. You could win a Magic yep. Online Championship. Somebody did that. Yep. Josh and yep. Uh You can be the top pro point earner in North America, South America, uh, Asia, or Europe.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You... Or, the, yeah, there are a couple of slots for those, depending. Yes. And then, uh, or, uh, yeah, go you ahead. You could be the player of the freaking year. Woo, which is what it year. says on the plaque on the trophy that they give you. <laughs> <laughs> Player of the freaking year, uh, which is currently led by Marcio Carvalho.
0: Yeah, so uh, just just a lot of different races. Like you can be the draft master. Yeah, that's and qualify, right. Qualify, meaning you're yes. best at draft in the world.
1: You know, you can year. be the standard master. Standard master. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, or you can. This is also the conclusion of the first season of the Pro Tour Team Series. Yeah. So we're going to see two teams that are both going to be going to uh, the world, going to the world championship, but to compete only against each other. Yeah. Uh, for the team title, for the well, very first pro tour team title.
0: It's really cool. Uh, you are here witnessing magic history because never before have two teams competed for the title of pro tour team champion. And That's right. let's, let's get real, one of them's going to be Team Musashi.
1: <laughs> are they just, like, so far ahead?
0: They are so far ahead. They're, I think, like, some 20-something points in the lead, which is not, it sounds like kind of a small number, but it is really not that small of a number. Um, yeah. And all of their players are freaking good.
1: Yeah. I believe it. I so believe it.
0: Team Musashi is the team to beat. Watch the PT this weekend for more and for all on this, but Team Genesis is is in second and so they're gonna try and hold that position um, unless they get some other team can creep up there and, uh, and battle it out
1: uh, and get them and get them
0: so like all of these different races many of which qualify you for the world championship some of which qualify you for magic like world the world wow the phraseology here is gonna break my brain okay because there's a world championship. And then yes. there's the World Magic Cup. World Magic Cup.
1: <laughs> yes. And the World Magic Cup, Um, if you are the top pro point earner from your country, then you are the captain.
0: Yes. And then the other two team members, there's three-person teams, come from the mm-hmm. winners of nationals. So yeah. uh, that's a different tournament, which people are trying to earn their captaincy, quote-unquote, uh, here at the Pro Tour for their
1: country. Absolutely.
0: Um, Exciting. so <laughs> Just a whole bunch of different stuff. Uh, meanwhile, there's also just the Pro Tour itself happening, and uh, I'm ready to see some like pretty cool new standard decks. I don't know about you, Megan.
1: Yeah, I certainly am. Uh, first first among them, perhaps, uh, this Blue White God Pharaoh's Gift deck that came out of a recent PTQ uh, on Magic Online.
0: Yeah, this deck is so cool. I saw, I think it was a tweet. I'm not sure what, somebody's saying that they could not find any Angel of Inventions here in Japan.
1: Yeah, apparently uh, the numbers, uh, or the the prices on this Angel of Invention, I mean, it's still not, you know, sky high for a mythic, but it, you know, it went from, you know, change to three bucks each.
0: Yeah, and this deck looks pretty neat. You have been talking to our friend who's been playing this deck, Megan. Yes. Do you know what this deck's deal is?
1: So uh, basically the way this deck functions is that you are trying to put uh, a bunch of cards into your graveyard, Um, whether you're doing that with, of all things, Minister of Inquiries, which you (laughs) use to mill yourself. Um, Or you're doing that with a card like strategic planning. This is the sorcery that for one in a blue, you look at the top three cards of your library. You put one into your hand and the rest into your graveyard. Or maybe you're even using something like ipnu rivulet, uh, which is the one in a blue desert, uh, the desert that for one in a blue, you can sacrifice a desert and put four cards of your library into your graveyard. That's
0: crazy. Uh, That's going deep.
1: Yeah, so you're you're milling yourself, and then you have uh, copies of God, Pharaoh's Gift. This is the seven-mana artifact that says, At the beginning of combat on your turn, you may exile a creature card from your graveyard. If you do, create a token that's a copy of that card, except it's a 4-4 black zombie. It gains haste until end of turn.
0: Whew, this was the gift it's... we were all waiting for.
1: Exactly. And, uh, of course, it uses Gate to the Afterlife. And this is the three-mana artifact that uh, if you have, um, let's see, if you have six or more creature cards in your graveyard, you can sacrifice Gate to the Afterlife, go and get God Pharaoh's Gift, and just put it right into play.
0: Wow. This deck is uh, nut know. bones. Like, it's
1: pretty intense.
0: You're milling yourself. You've got some Thraben Inspectors in there randomly. Best one drop, mm-hmm. of course, that's ever existed. Although, Well, and of when you've God Pharaoh's
1: is... Gifted it, yeah. you get a 4-4. Four, four.
0: Yeah, you just get a 4-4. Four, four. So, yep. So, a 1-2 that draws you a card essentially early on, turns into a 4-4 four, four later, which, you know, brings to mind Proven Combatant, which I actually like that card uh, in Limited, uh, which is a Oh, yeah, one, one. is that
1: the single blue for a 1-1? One, one? yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And yeah, and then you've got a card like Mausoleum Wanderer. This is the single blue, a one-one flying spirit. Uh, when another spirit enters the battlefield, and gets plus one plus one. You can sack it, uh, to counter target instant or sorcery spell, where, unless the controller play pays X, where X is that Wanderer's power. Uh, which obviously once it's a four-four that's been eternalized. That's you know countering it unless they pay four.
0: Look at refurbish sitting in this deck as well. Return target artifact card from your graveyard to the battlefield.
1: <laughs> oh, great, great. In case, you know, you can also mill a Godferal's gift and then just refurbish it.
0: Wow, my preview card, finally getting some love.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty <laughs> great. I mean, you know what? A card like this, I there was going to be a place for it at some at some point.
0: So what is Angel of Invention like? What doing in this deck, just to pump up your 4-4s four into 5-5s? Five
1: I mean, yeah, it comes back a as a Flying Vigilant. Like, think of it this way. It's in your graveyard, and then you bring it back with God Pharaoh's Gift, and you get a 4-4 Flying Vigilance Lifelink Haste. Yeah, that's true. That's giving your other creatures plus one, plus one, and it says Fabricade, too.
0: Okay, I'm into it. I'm into so,
1: it. So, it's, you know, it's really, it's doing a heck of a lot of work.
0: This deck's cool. I hope to see it at the Pro Tour, um... It's just really creative, and I'm glad people are brewing with crazy stuff like Pharaoh's Gift and Gate to the Afterlife.
1: Yeah, it's pretty sweet, and I wonder you know—I wonder if we're going to see this.
0: Let's take a look at this deck, uh, which got second place in this PTQ, and it's a Zombies deck that we've come to know and love that, that was sort of piloted, Zombies was piloted by Jerry Thompson, the winner of the last Pro Tour, and this has, is a little bit of a different take on it because we're going to see cards in here like... None other than Amit Eternal,
1: <laughs> which that's is right. Like, which I did not notice until now is a zombie crocodile demon.
0: Yeah, just a zombie crocodile demon. Um, that's just
1: you know that's a lot of that's a lot of uh, identity to wrestle with.
0: Yeah, it really is. It's
1: like you have to balance. Just, you know this Amit has to balance all parts of itself. Some days
0: I just want to eat people, and some days I want to scare them. And some days mm-hmm. I I uh, I want to live in a swamp, you know.
1: Exactly. It's like a little bit, a little bit of everything.
0: And this card is like kind of underwhelming in the in limited. Like fine, but really, uh,
1: I've I've found it to be like pretty good.
0: I think it. I think it certainly can be. Um, I've just had my opponents shrink it. Far too quickly, like later in the game, it like uh, just gets shrunken to That's nothing, true. and then you're like, um, "Oh
1: well." I don't know. If you're if you're playing it late in the game, I get that it's like a little underwhelming. If, I think if you play this on turn three, oh yeah, turn three, it's a problem. <laughs> yeah, you're just like you're just like, well, here's my three mana five five, and maybe you'll make it a four four, but like, okay, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so. I'm um, turtle showing up in this deck because in standard, uh, your decks are a lot more consistent than limited. So you can get this thing out on turn three, probably pretty, uh, pretty consistently. At least you hope to. And then it's a five, yeah. five and it has a flick three. Like that's not nothing either. Um, no, it's certainly not. And we see, uh, the Scarab God making an appearance in this deck, which I was wondering if we were going to see this card in standard, just because it's so good.
1: Just yeah. So good. it really is. Um, so the Scarab God, uh, it says at the beginning of your upkeep, each opponent loses X life and you scry X, where X is the number of zombies you can c- control. Where, obviously, if you're at five mana and you're playing this zombies deck, you gotta think that that number of zombies you control is pretty high.
0: Oh, yeah. This is just gonna smooth out your draws. It's gonna let you, uh, keep winning if you're winning, which you probably are if you're allowed to scry, uh, quite a bit because you've got a lot of yeah. zombies, um just a super strong card and uh, excellent addition to the zombies deck so we'll we'll see if this deck can still remain on top um yeah it's definitely gonna have you some know runs looking at mind. this
1: this is pretty this is pretty exciting this is an exciting deck I, I like it
0: I like it too because it's attacking with uh, lots of creatures you're just swarming the board you're pumping them up um, with cards like um who do we have here oh we have Lilia oh the last hope is here oh Ooh. hello liliana There's the last months. hope the three mana liliana is making an appearance yeah um.
1: pretty great um you have a card like diagraph colossus uh which is going to give you other zombies when you cast zombies already and then it's itself going to be just huge if there are a bunch of zombies on the battlefield when it's cast
0: oh yeah i was expecting to see um which card was i expecting
1: uh, the five mana enchantment, Liliana's yeah, Mastery,
0: Liliana's which was mastery. in the
1: previous versions. And it looks like maybe that's been replaced by the Scarab God.
0: Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Okay. Sometimes you're... That's the thing in Standard. your your kind of your mana slots get a little bit clogged up and you have to make some tough decisions.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like you couldn't effect. be playing... This scarab god, which is five, and also that enchantment, which is five. That's just a yeah. lot of vibes. Yeah. We also see again four copies of Dark Salvation. We mentioned this before, but this uh-huh. is just like a cool card to see uh, getting some play.
0: It's super sick. It just kills. It can like what did we say? It can kill an
1: Ulamog. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, so. if they had enough, if they had enough <laughs> zombies in play, which ten is like an achievable number for this deck. Yeah, it's true. It sure yeah, is. you could just like you just minus ten, minus ten. They're Ulamog. That sure doesn't care about indestructible.
0: <laughs> this uh, deck that got third place really quickly is one we kind of briefly mentioned on the show last week which is mono red smash smash. Oh yeah yeah yeah.
1: With uh, just coming in to, you know, boom, deal boom, a bunch boom. of damage.
0: The card that really stands out to me here is four copies of Village Messenger. I just want to point this out because who forgot about this card raise your hand. I sure did. It's a 1-1 one, one for 1. <laughs> it's a human with werewolf. Haste. With haste. Um, So that's I guess kind of relevant. If no spells were be- uh, cast last turn at the beginning of each upkeep, you transform it. Transforms into what? A 2-2. <laughs>
1: yep, a 2-2 menace, doesn't it?
0: Um, you know what? I'm not sure. Is it a 2-2 menace? I can't remember. But um, like we said last week, it's got Kari Zev, Hazard the Fervents in this deck, Earthshaker Kenra, of course. Uh, four copies of menace. Shock.
1: It does have menace. Okay, well that that makes Moonrise it Intruder. Once again, searching it on Scrivful. There's a little transform button at the oh, bottom. That's
0: so flips cute. It. <laughs> but Megan, you were saying blue red is pretty good right now. Your your favorite.
1: So deck? I've been playing blue red, uh, and you know what? I'm enjoying it because there's still a bunch of people out there playing teamer, and I just feel or like even now a lot of them are just playing red green, and yeah. I just. Feel good about it. I just feel good about it. I'm not saying that it doesn't like completely trounce it. You know, I'm not like too owing against all of these teamer decks, uh, but or against these green red decks or teamer decks. But it's like I, you know, you still look at something and you're like, oh man, I'm not like too owing it. So is it really that much of an advantage? <laughs> sorry my cat is now outside trying to climb the screen on my window to get a butterfly that she saw she just like flipped out and she's kind of a big cat so the screen was not enough
0: I heard, I heard her in the background
1: oh my goodness so so you like right so you look at this and you're like I don't know I'm not I'm not two owing them every time, so do I really have that much of an advantage? But it's if you look at a bunch of games back to back to back, and you're like, well, I only two like I two every time, but I still won, you know, five out of five times. Yeah. Then it's like, okay, now I do feel really good about that. Um. So yeah, I've been enjoying it. Excellent. I yeah yeah yeah.
0: I've got my eye on Craig Wesco, this pro tour. Craig, deliver for me. He put up some videos on YouTube. You can check them out. Yes. Uh, of him building with cats. So, fingers crossed that the deck is good.
1: Um, yep, yep. Hold on speaking, just a second. I let the cat in.
0: Speaking of cats.
1: Speaking of cats. Can you hear cat. my cat?
0: <laughs> she's Hold coming on. through loud and clear on this end. <laughs> she's, like,
1: she's like four feet away from me and outside the window. <laughs> Hold on. All right, all right.
0: Uh, so that was yeah, an exciting go. good
1: adventure for everybody.
0: <laughs> a fun, a fun cat venture for us all. Yep. Yep. So there's uh, a look at uh, standard man coming up ahead of the PT. Yeah,
1: pretty sweet, you know.
0: Tune in 9 a.m. Kyoto Standard Time, uh, starting on Friday for the Pro Tour. Three days of Magic action: Friday, Saturday, and the Top Eight on Sunday. We have some magic news, everybody.
1: Yeah, we do. <laughs> news coming straight out of SDCC.
0: So, Megan and I are really excited about the upcoming unset, which was announced a few months ago, a couple months ago. And um, we just got some brand new hot and fresh details about what exactly we've Hot and we've fresh seen.
1: out the Magic kitchen.
0: I'm fresh out the Magic Kitchen, Unstable News. And uh, Mark Rosewater showed off some really cool stuff at a panel there. And Megan, I want you to guess what the highlight was for me.
1: Tell me, what was the highlight for you? Wait, Maria? Yeah. Does it start with an S and end with an S and have a (laughs)
0: quarrels between? Anything with the quarrels in the middle, you know it's going to get me. You got it. It was squirrels. We know we knew that the set was gonna have squirrels, but we saw some key art from the set and it was a raccoon who opened its coat and there was a bunch of squirrels living inside.
1: Yep. Yep. Are yep. you
0: kidding me? This is my dream.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like this raccoon is dealing in squirrels as far as I can tell.
0: That's what it looks like. He's like, "Hey, wanna buy a squirrel?"
1: <laughs> right? Like he's doing exactly that. He's wearing a the classic hat and coat of of an al- alleyway dealsman. <laughs> dealsman. Uh I, yeah, you know, that's yeah. like, "Hello, mm-hmm. alleyway dealsman."
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I got to say, Megan, this raccoon looks suspiciously like you.
1: What? I don't know what you're talking about. Interesting. Raccoons and I have nothing in common (laughs) besides our four fingered hands and uh, these masks on our faces and and our long pointy noses and whiskers. To wash. And our pointy ears and the way we wash when we're done eating.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's all it is. That's it. Not a lot. That's it. Not
1: a lot. So, yeah. I have never tipped over a person's garbage can.
0: You Not know, once in my life. You know, do you ever, like, accidentally knock over a tiny garbage can with your foot? And you're like, oh, do, no, it's happening.
1: You know, I don't. I, you know, I decline hmm. to answer.
0: Interesting. Well. I just what? take the inferences Anyways, from that as I will. Oh, uh, what, what are we talking about? Oh, yes. Unstable. Unstable. Oh, and yeah, yeah, uh, this yeah, great yeah.
1: squirrel art that they released. Uh, it's yeah. Cool. Um, so, Maria, they also... Uh, They also had a bunch of other uh, sweet images that are telling us a little bit about the different um, factions that are happening on this this unstable world.
0: Yeah, apparently this is kind of like a steampunk world. It's a mad scientist situation with a bunch of different mad scientists.
1: Excuse me, everyone. We have a mad scientist situation. (laughs) We need to deal with this mad scientist situation. Uh, can you see? Can you see me pitching
0: a movie? Uh, it's like this mad scientist situation. Um, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And there's five, five factions of different kinds of mad scientists in the world, and we saw images from each of the factions. Let
1: Maria go down the list. What is your? I was gonna say first. Tell me, like, let's start with what's your favorite faction? Ooh, my
0: favorite faction. Um, taking a look here. I'm kind of into the let's go with i'm kind of into the green white faction which is crossbreed labs
1: and oh yeah fa- that's the ones that like humans that are combining themselves with animals
0: yeah so it's like a human plus a deer or a squirrel plus an antelope
1: and Or in this one a human plus a spider plus a lemur
0: Ooh, I want to go take a look at that. I'm not looking at that right now. Oh, yeah, that's bizarre looking.
1: Right? That's like that's like several Ooh. animals already, and it looks like they're about to, you know, down another one. Yep,
0: yeah. <laughs> There's another animal in that bottle, and it's going into their body.
1: And it's going.
0: Man, if I could have a hammer uh, tail, that's all. Would you? If I could have a tail, absolutely I would have a tail, but I would have a squirrel tail. No
1: question. Okay, but wait, so... Like, so let's say this is a world that's exactly like ours. So it's not accommodating to people with tails.
0: Um, I guess I would just have to buy some kind of like stretchy pants so I could shove my tail down in it.
1: Like, <laughs> would you, you would still do it?
0: Ah, uh, oh, great question. I guess maybe not. It just it would just be so fun though. I I think this is part of the reason why I love the Andorians and Star Trek. Because they have their two little niblets on top, and antenna is the word I was looking for that didn't come out. And yeah. Um, yeah, they betray kind of their emotions. And I think like a squirrel's tail is like the same kind of thing, where it's like I'm, I'm mad, <laughs> or it's like I'm a happy tail, or it's like I'm a sad tail. Um, and it's just big and fluffy, and it just you can. It's like a bed. It's a, a bed attached to your body. Like it's just a nice little fluffy pillow you can pull up
1: and see it on interesting Interesting.
0: Um, so yeah Crossbreed Labs is is where I'm headed Megan which one of these speaks to you
1: Uh, mine is definitely the agents of sneak (laughs) (laughs) like 100% I'm all about it Uh, these are the spies that are not good at being (laughs) spies
0: I don't see why they'd not be good. That claw, that retractable claw arm seems. That's pretty like sweet. pretty sweet.
1: This is very Inspector Gadget. What's the, what this uh, image has got going on here?
0: Yeah, and this is the Demir uh, Guild. So this is black blue.
1: Yeah, uh, and I'm just you know I'm just all about this hat. It's like very uh, it's very goth Carmen Diego. Oh yeah, it is. Absolutely, you've got like an eyeball coming out of your shoulder. That's pretty sweet too. Yeah, pretty sick. Pretty sick. Uh, and what looks like just essentially a giant electric drill. <laughs> <laughs> a- I guess no, it's more like a grappling hook. Never mind, it's a grappling hook.
0: The other factions we have are white, blue, which is the Order of the Widget, which is mm-hmm. like Esper with no self control. So it's kind of like if I if I want to make something, why don't I just you know put it on my body instead of of, of actually making it or something like that. Um, I
1: think that they're, like, or, or they're, like, so they're Azorius, uh, which, so they're all about, like, law and order, but they're really just, you know, chasing it.
0: Yeah. This guy, he looks like he's cr- made himself into a robot. A yeah. Kind of situation. Or he
1: is, like, he's, like, an old inspector robot. Yeah. He looks good. Cool. Old inspector robot. I think that's the show. Yeah, you remember <laughs> that show, Old Inspector Robot? Black Red is the League of
0: Dastardly Doom. They're super villains that want to make doomsday machines. Oh, that's
1: pretty Ooh. cool. That's that's really That's rak-dos. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. I'm down with that. Very Rakdos.
0: And uh, green red.
1: Mm-hmm. Are goblin explosion ears?
0: <laughs> that, seems that sounds very about very right red. for goblins.
1: Yep, yeah. That seems that seems correct for goblins. <laughs>
0: We got confirmed as well that we're going to get our full art lands. So I'm sorry, Megan. We're not going to have full text lands like Uh,
1: you were hoping for. (laughs) I really was, honestly. As soon as someone said that, I was like, yeah, I'd be all about that.
0: And uh, it was confirmed, finally, that Mark Rosewater has made his dreams come true. Contraptions have been realized and will be in this set. Steam Flogger Boss is gonna be an unstable and will be a black bordered card. So oh, uh that's exciting pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah. Very cool.
0: I'm happy that it finally happened. So
1: I can't wait to oof. see what happens with our with our contraptions. I know.
0: And um it's unstable, so like they can get really crazy with it.
1: Yeah, they can. They can get real ex- real exciting.
0: The last cool thing that they announced was that there's gonna be foil tokens. So that you know what that says to me. What foil squirrel tokens,
1: <gasps> Maria? Yeah, I believe I believe in that for you. Thank you.
0: I yeah. I love the idea of foil tokens. I'm, I wish I think that they should be foiled and they should be in packs like mm-hmm. you would normally get a foil or whatever.
1: Um, you but, wish that it was just a regular thing.
0: Yeah, like, uh, not, not not replacing the foil in your pack, but, like, replacing the, the token. So you could potentially get a foil token. So I'm all about uh, foil tokens coming in unstable.
1: Yeah, very cool.
0: I hope there's a raccoon sub-theme for you, Megan.
1: You know, a girl can dream. A raccoon can I mean, dream. A raccoon girl can dream. Not what that am I saying? Nothing. Raccoon. Never mind. No, not uh, that I am. I'm just speculating.
0: Yeah, ha- purely hypothetical situation. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like you want to eat some trash?
1: What? No. Yes? Why? What kind of trash? I mean, that question doesn't have any relevance because the answer is um, unilaterally no, no matter mm-hmm. what. But mm-hmm. like, do you want to tell me what kind of trash it is? Just for people who are wondering.
0: Yeah, like um, some, like an old grape, vine of grapes,
1: but like there's like a couple grapes still on it. What? Why would you throw away perfectly good grapes? I mean, um, no, that belongs in the trash. Yeah. Uh-huh. And trash shouldn't be touched. Other people's trash is their business and not my business. So, I guess yeah. that settles that. Yeah. What? Yeah.
0: Sure does. Sure does.
1: Well, humans right. and raccoons and squirrels, <laughs> that's Magic and the Amateur Inclusion. robot overlords and rats at their right-hand sides. <laughs> yes. all of the above. Thank you for listening to this episode while
0: impending doom is happening outside your window.
1: <laughs> that's right. What would you do supposing that the world were going to end tomorrow? Let us know. Uh, Twitter, at MTAcast. Shoot us a tweet-tweet. You can also check out every episode of the show that's
0: ever happened on magictheamaturing.com. Become a patron at Patreon.com slash MTAcast. Visit our be amazing sponsors. Be one of the
1: people who literally makes the show happen.
0: Yes. Do you want to you... be somebody
1: who is holding us up like this yes. with your arms? You but are the, but... the gasoline <clears throat> to this finely tuned engine.
0: You know how magic players say something is gas a lot? Well, you're our yeah. gas.
1: That's right. You could be the leftover grapes to some raccoon.
0: <laughs> Patreon.com slash cast. And thank you, of course, to our sponsor, CardKingdom.com slash MTACast who's just uh, added on some new members to the Card Kingdom family, and you can find out who they are if you go to their website and support some more amazing magic content creators. So welcome, our new people to the family, and uh, thank you to Card Kingdom for supporting us. Be sure to visit them for all of your magical needs because they really are the best place to buy cards, and they really do hire and employ the best people in the game and really care about customer service. So thank you to them for supporting us, and thank you to you in advance for using our affiliate link, cardkingdomcom slash mtacast, because that is the only way they will know that you support our show and their sponsorship of it. Whew. Well, Megan, are you going to uh, curl up with some pizza rolls and watch
1: this PT this weekend, or what? Yeah, I sure am. And they sure won't be other pe- people's pizza rolls. Oh, They'll be mine. They'll be my pizza rolls.
0: Everybody, if you've thrown out any kind of pizza rolls in your garbage cans, uh, what is
1: wrong with you?
0: Put a lock, put a lock on that bad boy because I think it's certain someone's coming. Locking up your
1: trash is for monsters.
0: <laughs> the look in your eye right now <laughs> it, it really betrays your human disguise. That's all I've got to say. <laughs> Head to youtube.com slash mtacast, by the way, to see that look in Megan's eye. (laughs) Or to see our brand new PSA, which is about not not getting too (laughs) overwhelmed.